Welcome to Be Insanely Great. By, yeah, where was I? Where are we? What are we doing here? What are we talking about? Why should you care or not? Whatever you want, you choose. <laughs> Whatever you want. Starting today, we are starting with credits. Number one, Podigy, Riley, Daniel, Mark, Ken, and the whole Podigy team. Thank you so much for your amazing work, producing, editing, deploying, creating amazing works of art. Thank you. They're an amazing team, an amazing group of people. Thank you so much. And also to that point, need to send forth an apology to my amazing producer, Riley, whose voice is, that's who you hear, Riley. Riley is who you hear when, you know, popping in with little, little, little tidbits of, of wisdom every once in a while or sparks of question to, to, to inspire me to then go and speak about a bunch of stuff <laughs> as to why we're here. I was rewatching one of the episodes recently in which I Riley asked Riley for something and then he said it. And then before he could finish speaking, I was just talking. I just went over. Not the best thing to do. Not the most inclusive thing to do. And so that was a mistake that I had made to which I have also made in my professional life and, 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 you know, personal as well. We all do that, I think. And we have an idea and we're talking and we want to get what we want to say out. And so um, I will say thank you to Riley for understanding uh, <laughs> my enthusiasm to speak so, speak so quickly on the subject before he could finish speaking, but that doesn't excuse the fact that it shouldn't happen to begin with. So I will absolutely be more cognizant of that. So that way that, that, that isn't a thing because it was a little, it was a little off putting to me and it, and it didn't feel right. And so I wanted to express that. So thank you, Riley. <laughs> Riley's just sitting here smiling. <laughs> Why are we here? What are we talking about? What's this about uh, in, in podcast intro or the notes that says, what's all this about? What do we mean by that? Well, what do we mean by that? All this life, everything around us, everything in our reality, every all of the 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 energy of life, <laughs> the energy of our world. How do we find a way to 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 look at that in a way that maybe many of us haven't even spent a moment to look at? We're so busy with our lives, we're so busy trying to get to the next thing or trying to do whatever it is we're trying to do for any whatever the reason is. And so how do we find a way to like slow down, just be, and it's very hard to just be because we have all of these fears. We have all of these doubts. We have all of these worries. We have all of these concerns. And so how do we just be fearlessly, fearlessly? How do we, how do we start building elements of fearlessness within our own mindsets, within our own awareness, within our consistency of present moments to where we're, 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 it doesn't happen right now. It doesn't happen tomorrow, but it continues to build momentum. It continues to build momentum until we start to be fearless. We start to make more fearless decisions. We start to be more decisive about things and moments and less putting things off, right? And then how do we choose joy? And what does that mean? Well, almost always our nature is to feel. Our body's nature is to feel. All of the emotions are stored in our body. So how do we find a way to have the feeling gravitate some, towards something that we want, that we're consciously aware of that we want, that's based in joy, that's based in love. 
and not the definition of romantic love, which is a great definition for that specific instance of love, but it's incredibly limiting, incredibly limiting. We feel that we can't even use the word love for any reason other than our spouse or significant other, you know, our, 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 our whatever, but we use it when we talk about family that's not our romantic significant other. So why can't we expand that further? Why can't we expand that further and let it be something that's selfless? Let love be a definition of selfless actions. Let love be the care and intention we put into things, the care and intention we put into our decisions, the care and intention we put into what it is that we're doing, that we're creating, that we're building, whether it's something at, at work, whether it's something in our own you know, lives, whether it's whether we're making our bed whether we're developing a product, whether we're contributing to a meeting, whether whether we're looking at nature and being intentional and 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 expressing with love the appreciation and and beauty of what we're seeing in front of us and taking it as is without trying to see some hidden meaning, right? We get caught in our opinions, we get caught in in, in worrying about the opinions of not just of primarily others, but and 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 secondarily ourselves. If we're honest, if we're honest with ourselves, opinions of others matter so strongly to so many of us. And very, very rarely do we prioritize our opinions. And then on the flip side, in other instances, our opinions are our worst enemies, our thoughts are our worst enemies. Because they come and they come and they're always flowing. And we don't, we, 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 we believe we have this thought that we don't have the ability to control them because that's what society's told us, or that's what we've just grown up believing because that's been our experience in every present moment that we've ever had. And we've never, we've, we've never potentially given it the chance to say, what if I try to control these? And we're not going to control them point blank you know, all encompassing in one moment and say, oh, I'm going to control these, the, I'm going to control my thoughts. And then all of a sudden it's going to work and we're going to be in full command and control. No, it doesn't happen that way. We can't do it that way. But what if we did it in a way in which we, we, we took it one moment at a time and we started to choose joy more frequently. We started to choose positive emotions more frequently as this beautiful butterfly just flutters right above is black and yellow and fluttering beautifully. If we choose moments of, of joy and, and, and be conscious of that, and then what happens over time, at least in my experience, is that those negative emotions, they continue to come. Those thoughts that are not productive, that are of things that we don't want, they continue to come. I more frequently have the opportunity to say no or to choose to think about something different and to choose to feel and to think about things that I, that I, that I want in my life instead of things that I don't want in my life. And I think we all can admit that, that we think so frequently of things that we don't want in our lives because that's just things that we're dealing with. The world is, is, is happening to us. What if we flip that and said that we are all in our own worlds? As I've said before, for those that have listened to all of the shows and to those of you, thank you. And to the rest of you, I know you're going to go back and listen because you say, whoa, did I miss all this stuff I could have heard that might have had an impact, might have created a spark of inspiration. And that's why we're here. It's like, why is this guy here doing this? I'm here because I'm so thankful to have had so many sparks of inspiration that I then 
applied in my life. I took action on. I took action on and 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 gave it a chance and didn't think with limits and and I thought with simply taking it at face value and said let me try this. These amazing people of wisdom and inspiration that have come before us have conveyed to us their wisdom and quotes and books and all of this stuff. And not just these famous people, which are easy to relate to all of you out there because everybody knows them, but people in our own lives, inspirations of our with family members and with friends or with professional colleagues that have that, that we've 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 been inspired to take action in our lives and do things differently. Right. That's 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 what it's about. It's about having those moments of inspiration be something that continues to flutter into our present moment now because all that exists and all potentials that exist are happening right now, right now in this present moment, right now. All potentials exist in this present moment. All potentials exist in this present moment, right? And in all present moments. Can we have an awareness of our awareness? How many times have we thought about that? How many times have we thought about our own level of awareness before we're running to the next thing, before we're, we can't just be until, until we, we, we we're able to reflect, we're able to really understand what our, what our awareness is, right? I was watching something on TV last night and, and we had just finished this show we just watched and my wife and I just watched and the show ended and then, and I turned turned it off and and then i saw oh the draft is on and you know the draft has these hours of commentary and all of the just like the super bowl right so what do you think i put it on i put it on at exactly the moment in which the first pick is being announced what (laughs) turn it on at exactly the moment in which the first pick is being announced and the carolina panthers select bryce young qb alabama bryce young qb alabama talk about awareness they come, the commentators were saying that he has the spatial awareness of Steph Curry, this kid coming out of Alabama who won the first Alabama. Even if we don't know sports, we know the powerhouse that is Alabama in terms of the, since Bear Bryant and all of the, and all of the great athletes that have came out of the football program of Alabama under the leadership of incredible coaches and, and staff and, 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 and all of that, Bryce Young was was the first quarterback in first quarterback in Alabama history to win the Heisman? First quarterback in Alabama history to win the Heisman. On top of that, in 2021, the year he won the Heisman, he had more yards and more touchdowns than any quarterback in the history of Alabama. No wonder he won the Heisman. But you know what I thought was incredibly insightful is he said, "What an incredible! I could feel the energy of this of of of, of Bryce Bryce." I could feel your energy. I could feel it in my heart. I could, I felt a feeling that I don't feel very often. And, and it was such an energy and an energy of, of focus and an energy of, of gratitude and an energy in that moment as you're walking up to, to the stage. And then afterwards hearing the, the, the stories and, you know, what you said and saying that your father is in mental health. And then I think you said he's a psychologist and, and for him to tell you to, to be aware of your thoughts, focus on your thoughts, make sure that what you're thinking about is, is, is what exactly it is that, that you want. And then to be able to have the unconditional love as, as, you know, from your mother and your family and all of those around you, 
to be able to develop that awareness and be able to trust yourself, the level of you're being compared to Steph Curry. They're saying you're the point guard of the NFL now on the Carolina Panthers. What an incredible honor and 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 reference for comparison. The way Steph Curry takes three-pointers and then looks back and then like it went in, you know, just with such confidence, unshakable confidence, unshakable confidence, right? And for you to do the same thing when you're throwing touchdown passes, what? <laughs> what? That's amazing. That is amazing. Congratulations. Wow. Absolutely incredible. Spatial awareness. It doesn't just happen in football. It happens in our lives. And how often do we think about that? How often do we give ourselves a chance to think about that and say, how do I be more aware? How do I be more aware of the thoughts that I have? Craig Bryce, I think that's your name. Thank you for that. And it's hopefully inspiring the millions of people that are watching the draft to think about what thoughts they're thinking about, right? Incredible, incredible, unbelievable, right? Something so simple to think about their th- our thoughts. And, and it's something that all of us let get out of control because we don't, we, we don't, we're, we're not, no one really tells us to think about that because we're looking outside. And when I say, and another thing, when I say outside, we're always looking outside of us. Outside is everything that's not the inner energy that's inside. Outside is everything that's, that's physical, that's of, that's of matter in our, in our universe, right? That's what's outside. And how often do we try to connect with what's inside? How often do we try and understand what's inside? How often do we try to feel with the feeling what's inside, right? And then trust that and then understand that anything that's good that comes out in our lives has, could potentially be coming from that, that if we trust that more frequently, we might experience happiness more often. <laughs> We might we might get into the positive flux of relativity more often where we forget about time and we're enjoying ourselves in the present moment, in the present moment, just as in this present moment, I'm going to wipe my upper lip with a handkerchief because it's hot. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Grandma, for, for helping me realize the value of a handkerchief. I always carry a handkerchief. You never know what might happen. <laughs> so, and just do this as well, you know, a little bit humid down here. South Florida, but I'm grateful for the cloud cover today, giving us a little bit cool. There's a cool front coming in in May. What? That don't happen in South Florida. Hopefully it takes some of the humidity with it. But yeah, awareness. Can we be more aware of our thoughts and our feelings and then give ourselves a chance instead of just instead of succumbing to the to the emotion that 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 comes from that? And then and then occasionally try and try and step up and say no. I don't want it. Let me think about this or let me try and focus on that. Or even if it's things that we don't want to, and I'll be the first to admit it's, it's, it's difficult. It's a challenge. It is a challenge, but I can tell you it's worth it. It is so worth it. It is so worth it. And to realize it's a journey. Life is a journey. It's success is a success is not a destination. Success is a journey. Can we, can we live in success in the present moment, in every present moment? Why not? Why not? Every day is, is, is not, you know, previously, you know, I've said, I said, what if perfection is the baseline? What if perfection is the baseline? And every day we're improving upon that. But that doesn't make any day any more perfect than the last. Because in our awareness, in our, in our present moment, 
The perfection that exists is the ability for us to recognize that everything that's happening in our lives is happening for us of something to learn from or to grow from or to, to understand, to try to understand. Can we give ourselves a chance to try to understand? Da Vinci has a quote where he says, and I'll paraphrase, but, but he basically says, when you're, when, when you're not hungry and you eat something, like, how do you feel? You don't feel good. You feel stuffed. You feel full. You're like, oh, this sucks. Why did I eat something? Even though I wasn't hungry, I ate, but it sucks because I'm full and it's now I can't even move. Right? He uses that comparison to, to reading, to trying to understand whether it's reading or today visually, visually seeing things or, or, or hearing things instead of just having it be something that goes in one ear and goes out the other, trying to understand trying to really, he says, and then he says, it's the same as, as with trying to understand. If we don't try to understand with enthusiasm, he, he says zeal. If we don't try to understand with zeal, which I had to look up because I couldn't remember the exact definition of zeal. Enthusiasm. We got enthusiasm here on Be Insanely Great. Oh, yes, we do. We got that enthusiasm, right? Can we, with enthusiasm, try to understand these things? Sometimes I'm reading a book or I'm reading an article or I'm, or I'm watching something. I watch it like two or three times. You might say, oh, this guy's crazy. What the hell is he doing? But I'm trying to understand if there's, if, if I'm spending my moment, my present moment focused on something within, I'm so grateful for the awareness that I have now. And that this is an awareness that we all can have if we choose, if we choose to start thinking about things in this way. And so can we have the awareness to, to, to be focused enough on, on the present moment to where we are conscious of our actions, conscious of what we're, we're, we're is in front of us, that if, that if we're really putting our attention on it, where, where our attention goes, our energy flows, thank you, Joe Dispenza, and many others who've said that, where we put our attention is where we put our energy, and we're giving our energy to that every moment it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It's always flowing. It's never not flowing. And so whatever we're giving our attention, we're giving our energy. And so if we're giving it our energy, why wouldn't we take a few moments and try and understand what it is that, that, that we're giving it? Why wouldn't we do that for our own benefit, right? Focus is so important. Focus is so hard to do today. And, and it's going to get harder. If we continue to be caught up in this world that's 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 moving at 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 you know light speed, the way we can do that is we can we can we can claim back our energy, claim our energy, take it back and and be more aware of what we're giving our energy to, what we're putting our attention on, whatever that may be. No judgment. <laughs> we all we all look at things. We all we all read things. We we all do things. You know whatever it is that we want to do. Everybody does them. Everybody makes their own choices. Everybody's on their own path. Everybody's on their own journey. But can that journey be something that's lived in the present moment? Can that journey be something that's 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 an awareness that we're we're so focused on being present that we we start to trust our world more more frequently? We start to realize that what comes before us is a challenge. And not in a challenge that, oh, damn, I don't want to do this. I don't want to deal with this now. Yes, that's the first reaction we all have. Absolutely. <laughs> that's where I started. If you listen to episode one, that's exactly where I started. It's where we all are most of the time. 
but getting over that and and expressing that right that's another thing as we as we get into you know in a previous episode we 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 talked about getting into a flow of something and everything going really well and everything having good momentum. And then something comes along and we say, or someone says, or we think to ourselves and we say, oh, this, this is too good to be true. Daggers of doubt and spears of fear. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to others. But what about the opposite? What about a challenge does really come up? Something actually does happen. That's like, oh my God, this, this is, this is bad. This is this is going to contradict everything that I was everything of how I was doing this or when I thought when I wanted it to happen. Those moments happen. Absolutely. And it's so challenging in those moments to not fight it because we're so focused on what we want. We're so intent on having exactly what we want, how we want it and when we want it. Can we give ourselves a chance to simply focus on the what? Simply focus on the what and that what being the most amazing version of whatever it is that that is and not concerning our thoughts and our feelings so much with the how and the when. And when have we ever thought about that? Can we think about that for a moment? The how, how things happen, whether it's you or someone, someone you're working with, whether it's a personal or professional initiative or, or whatever. And the when of when things are supposed to happen, yes, it needs to happen, needs to happen, needs to happen. But if we flip it, if we flip that re- reality, because being in the present moment means you're not thinking about the familiar past or the predictable future, the way Joe Dispenza says, which is an incredibly short and succinct way to frame that, right? Or as my grandmother's magnet said, yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, today is a gift, and that's why they call it the present, Right? Can we look at it in those in those ways? Because how do we be present if we're so focused on when things happen, if we're always looking at what's next? It's so hard to be present because I can tell you the most joyous moments that we all have are when we're present, where we don't think about time, where we're in the flux of, of we're in the positive flux of what Einstein calls relativity. That's when those moments happen where we're, we're so engaged. We're so engaged in whatever it is that we're doing or whoever it is that we're with, with the energy, with the energy. We're, we're, we're grounded on our energy. We're, 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 we're at one with our energy, right? And those are the moments we want to replicate. Those are the moments we want more of. And we only do that when we, when we bring, when we have an awareness of what our current awareness is. Like what's happening now? How do we understand what's happening now? And then, and then as, as Steve Jobs says, look back to connect the dots, right? And trust that the dots will connect in the future. You know, as this, I got goosebumps and I'm just going to say it now because I feel like, you know, I mentioned this earlier, I mentioned this and as beautiful doves fly by as a sign from my grandma. Love you, grandma. People pass on, people die. And it's, it's, it's incredibly challenging. So challenging. One of the things I learned within the past few weeks was that there's a story to tell where we're writing our story in every moment. And this was reminded to me when, when my aunt gave me my, the, the facts of my grandma's life through her obituary. And then I said, these are great facts, but let's, let's, how do we tell the story? And it's not telling a story that's not true. It's telling a story that's true, that allows it to be something that's an inspiration for us. 
and any loved one that we have, they all have a story. Can we remember those moments that, that tell that story, that define their story, that continue to inspire us in every moment? Can we think of, can we think of those, those loved ones that, that, that we've lost and those moments that we remember and let those moments be inspirations for this present moment? where we come across something in which we thought, well, what would they do in this moment? This is what they would do. This is how they would handle it. This is how they would put the spin on it to make sure it's not something that becomes arduous, not something that becomes negative, not something that becomes painful. This is what they would do. It's like they're, they're our spiritual cheerleader, right? Let us let them, let them be in our hearts and let them be celebrated through us, right? Sometimes I think about these guys I talk about, you know, Einstein, Da Vinci, Michelangelo, Aristotle, Steve Jobs, you know, all these people, my grandma, you know, especially all these people. It's like, I got my own spiritual cheerleading session. Why section? Why not? They're like, you got this idea. Oh my God, that's amazing. Here's how you're, it's absolutely going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. You think it, you feel the joy, you feel the exuberant excitement, enthusiasm. It's going to happen. It has to happen. It has to happen. Absolutely. You know, and any, and any good idea that comes, it's, we, we, we immediately throw daggers of doubt and spears of fear at it because, oh, we can't do it. No, no. Look at your spiritual cheerleading section telling you all the things that you can do, not the things you can't do. Right. What? That's incredible to be able to say no matter what I want to do. And 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 then giving ourselves the opportunity to have building blocks to get there, right? I've talked about in previous episodes, episodes I said, Oprah, you you help people really think about what it is that they want. Every time you many of the graduation speeches I've seen, you're telling people, think about what it is that you want because most people don't know where they're going. Right? And then some people hear that and they're like, well, I can't be this big, you know, thing or do this massive thing. I can't even, that's so far. That's so hard to see that path. But can we give ourselves a chance to look at the next step? What's next? What's the first thing that we can do in terms of making a choice towards that? That, that might be this big thing out there. That might be this very simple thing right here. However, we want to look at it, but it's something that we really want. But how do we take one step towards it? In a previous episode, I mentioned I mentioned Jim Carrey, where he says he's a he's he's a, he's he's like an, an, an incredible manifester. He's on Jimmy Kimmel talking about that. And then I see an episode where he's funny enough talking to Oprah many many years ago, in which he talks about he wrote himself a check for ten million dollars or five million dollars or something, and he and he put a date on it five years into the future, and he put it in his wallet and he kept it in his wallet. And he said, he's like, and, and, and they were talking and Oprah, Oprah, you and him, you and Jim, Jim, you and Oprah were talking, you were talking about this. And, and what happens? You said you, you were able to cash that. Well, not that check, but the actual check from the studio for dumb and dumber for that exact amount. What? What? If we think it and we feel it, it happens good and bad. We got to remember that good and bad, good and bad, because the field of energy that is, that is all that is. That's what's all this about. That's the field of energy that we're all in, that we're all a part of. It only knows one answer. It's yes. It's yeah. Yeah. You want it. You got it. But are we thinking about, are we, are we consciously aware about whether it's good or whether it's bad or whether it's something we want or whether it's something we haven't even thought about as if we want? 
Have we done that? Well, now's the moment. Now's present. You can do it now. We can do that now. All potentials exist in the present moment. Anything is possible. That's why we're here. <laughs> That's why we're here. We're here to figure that out and to feel the feelings and be able to be able to communicate with and remember and get back, get back to the feeling, get back to communicating with feeling, get back to understanding and having an awareness to what that feeling feels like, to feeling certain things, right? I'm going to tell a story on Sunday, the morning of my grandma's wake, went to the grocery store, same grocery store we go to every week and saw the typical people, Mace, amazing, amazing guy stocking the groceries, Jarrett in the cheese section. <laughs> amazing. And Andrew and Michelle to check out didn't, 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 you know, they said hello and they were their joyous selves as usual. You know, they say, oh, here comes the, here's comes the joyous couple. And so my wife and I smile, ended up in a, in a line with somebody new, somebody I've never seen before. And I say, good morning. So as I say to most people I interact with in past that I have a feeling that they would, would be receptive to that. <laughs> and so she didn't respond. I'm like, I think I, I know, I'm pretty sure she heard it. So I said, good morning. You know, maybe she was thinking about something else. And then her response to me was, there's no morning. There's nothing to be upset about. There's nothing to be sad about. Nobody died. Well, I don't know why, you know, the English language has, has, you know, morning and morning, morning of, of, of the day with the sun rising and morning. It's, it's the same word. And it sometimes invokes the same feeling depending on how we, how we hear it and how it, how that, the feeling that's connected to that. But words are so limiting. Words are so limiting. If we really think about it and we really take time to reflect on times in our lives where we sent an email or we sent a text and there was so much misunderstanding and so much confusion, but then we talked about it with the person or met the person and it always resolved. Why? Because those words, words are so limiting and that's the society we live in, in which, in which words is how we communicate most frequently. Right. And so for, and so number one, thank you, grandma, for that beautiful, like, word of insight through through this amazing, amazing woman who was a cashier who you, you used to be as well. My grandma was a cashier and who was actually, you know, and talk about I, I told the told the told the rat story in a previous episode where my grandma grandma picked up a rat, fearlessly dead rat that that a cat had brought to her as a gift, picked up the rat like it was nothing, threw it threw it away. And then the morning she passed away, I had that same challenge. She's like, all right, you were you were afraid of this? You got to go pick up, pick up a dead rat too. I do want to share that the very next day, there was a nest being built in the tree behind me by a family of squirrels that is going to have their children uh, up there. So the circle of life uh, continues. And you know what her name was? Constance. The cashier's name was Constance, which means to, to persevere, to continue forward, despite no matter what the obstacles, right? On the morning of my grandma's wake, thank you, grandma, <laughs> for that. Through, through Constance, and thank you, Constance, for conveying that message to me so clearly. You know, and speaking to my grandma's perseverance and going through no matter what the obstacles are, she was held up five times when she was at the grocery store that she that was my family's grocery store. And my father, when I was when we're at the wake, he was giving a speech of eulogy of, of, of my grandma's life. And she said and, and he told the story of one one of those times, the first time it happened. I think he asked her, he's like, Mom, are you OK? And, and her response was, is, is I have a job to do. 
I'm fine. Let's go. You know, what? <laughs> You're held up at gunpoint and that's your first thought? Talk about choosing your thoughts and what you're choosing to think about and what you're what you're saying no to to not let affect you we can do that if we if we give ourselves a chance and realize that these things if we want to change them don't happen overnight there are there are absolutely are accomplishments that happen within within moments within days within 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 weeks but we need to be persistent we need to be consistent right so many of us go to restaurants and we all all we ever want is consistency right? We're expecting that of these restaurants that we go to. Now, often are we challenging ourselves to be consistent with what, with actions we, what we do on a daily basis in every present moment? How often do we do that? We can do it more frequently. And I can tell you it is amazing. And those of us that do that, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's a challenge and it's not easy. And some days, and, you know, talk about momentum, it's it's about momentum. It's once you start, the hardest thing is getting started. I remember being in school. The hardest thing was getting the first paragraph of a report that nobody wants to write because we're forced to be <laughs> having to do this thing, right? Whatever it is. And if you were one of those that was enthusiastic about doing reports and all that stuff, good for you. That's amazing. I, I, I give you tons of credit, but that was not me, even though I happened to do fairly well in school. And it was always the hardest thing to do to get the first sentence started and get that, get that moment. But you know what? Once you get that momentum, you get rolling, you get rolling. And, you, and, and, and can, we, can we continue to build on that momentum? Celebrate, celebrate the moments that, are, that we have accomplished something. Celebrate those moments in which in which we realize and reflect that we've that we've done something amazing, or done something good, or we're generous, or we're giving, or 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 graciously allowed ourselves to receive something. So many of us, especially those of us that are very generous and those of us that are very humble, we don't want attention. It makes us uncomfortable to to get thanks and appreciation. That was me. Absolutely. And that still on occasion happens. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay to be able to accept that. And you know what? When we can open ourselves up and allow ourselves to be accepting to someone's, someone's, someone's gratitude towards us, someone's love towards us, someone's selfless actions towards us, especially when, if we're honest with ourselves, we've been incredibly giving and incredibly humble, and incredibly generous in our own lives and, our, and in our own actions. It's so freeing. Instead of it being uncomfortable, it's like a weight is lifted and it's like, it's, it's like you feel free. It's like you can connect with that person on an energy level that you haven't been able to connect with before because you've been so focused on giving and giving and giving and not allowing not allowing ourselves to accept the gratitude and appreciation, even though secretly we're always looking for it. But when we get it, we don't want it. Those of us that do that, when we get it, we don't want it. First to admit that that was me. And I can tell you once we think about it and once we slowly but surely allow ourselves to accept that appreciation and accept that gratitude and accept that love, it's so fulfilling. It makes you feel whole. It allows the polarity of the energy of that moment in which we've given our energy and our love and, 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 and intention and care to this other person in such a way in which they're giving that back to us. 
And instead of it being an uncomfortable moment of, you know, thanks for saying thanks. I wanted to hear, but that's enough. Move on. You know, no, 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 no. We can choose to accept that and it's okay. Now, in a previous episode, I said, I said, you know, there's these moments in which it's a public or a group setting and then there's a happy and then everybody's like looking at you or you might even feel bad for wanting to be happy. No, you be you. We all need to be ourselves. We all make our own choices. And I did exactly that with my grandma, with my family. I feel like I set the tone. No, we're not going to be sad here. She's still here. She didn't die. Her, she left her body and said, I'm done with that body. That thing was limiting me. It didn't. As she used to always say, my body doesn't do what it wants to do. And my body doesn't do what I want it to do anymore. Well, now she gets to be in all of our hearts. She gets to be celebrated through us and not even allowing us to go to the place in which we, need, we feel like we need to grieve or feel bad. Anybody can feel bad. No one's telling anybody what to do. If we want to feel bad, we can feel bad. But if we're honest with ourselves, we're feeling bad because a lot of the times the circumstance of, and the energy of, the, uh, energy of the, the, the present moment, depending on, on everybody around us, dictates because thoughts are electric and feelings are magnetic. And so it just happens naturally. We don't even think about it. We don't even think about the 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 energy. We just naturally we're in that, and and so whatever we, whatever the group is, and whatever the energy of that is, the feeling that's happening there, that's the energy that it is. I haven't been to many wakes, but I'll tell you, my my grandma's wake, there was very few tears, and I was so happy for that. It was it was loud. People were telling stories. People were laughing. People were laughing. Talk about a quantum entanglement. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna insert a quantum entanglement moment here. Talking about my grandma's wake at a fun, fun moment. I was talking to one of my cousins, the the husband of one of my cousins. So one of my cousins, Billy, hello. And you were telling me about that you went to you went to Florida State, which is my alma mater, Golden Gold Knowles. And you were in school with Deion Sanders. And you were in a class and you heard his name on roll call. And you looked around and you said, Oh man, he's not here. But you were so excited when you were telling me, it's like, oh my God, it was so exciting. Like he was in my class and I was so excited and he was in my class and, but he was never there. And that's why they did the whole, you know, Deion Sanders rule, which, which by the way, you know, Deion Sanders, what an incredible, what energy, this guy played baseball and football and some of his quotes, you know, he's like, you need to dream bigger. Your, if your dream's too small, it's not big enough for, and then the actions he took to then continue to, to evolve that and to do what he wanted to flash. You know, you did you good for you, man. You did you. So told that story. I spent several days with my brother who lives in Colorado. I don't really see that frequently. And, you know, we, we, we not days, but, but many, many present moments of engaging conversation and love. Cause I hadn't seen my brother for, I don't know, I think six months or a year. My brother gets on a flight to go back to Colorado on Tuesday. Who do you think's on the flight? Deion Sanders is on the flight in first class with my brother going back to Colorado. What? What? Quantum entanglement. Had a joyous moment with, with, with cousin sharing a story from 30 years ago when he was in college, you know, about the excitement of being in meeting and, you know, having a class with Deion Sanders. Then I had some engaging present moments with my brother that I haven't had in a long time in the same physical space. 
And then Deion Sanders is on his plane on the way back two days later. What? 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 Talk about quantum entanglement. Crazy. Crazy. Ain't no random. That's a synchronicity. This is what happens. This is what happens when we focus on the present moment, things that we want or things that we don't even know. Like, this is not something we want. I didn't want that. It just happened. But think about that. Crazy. Nuts. Starting today, we are starting with credits. Number one, Podigy, Riley, Daniel, Mark, Ken, and the whole Podigy team. 